0: That was wonderful. Psalm 137 in verse number 1 in the Word of God. Let's stand for the reverence of the reading of the Word of God and prayer for the message uh, this morning. Do appreciate your attendance in the house of God. Uh, folks, you are the reason that why we're here today. Uh, amen. And other than the Lord Jesus Christ. He's first and foremost. Amen. But uh, appreciate all the hard work you put in last night for the young people and the youth of our church. And uh, I know they greatly appreciate it as well. Psalm 137, verse number 1. The Bible says, By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yeah, we wept when we remembered, Zion. We hanged our hearts upon the willows in the midst thereof, for there... They that carried us away captive required of us a song. And they that wasted us required of us mirth. Saying, sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? If I forget thee, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget her cunning. If I do not remember Thee, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth, if I prefer not Jerusalem above my chief joy. Remember, O Lord, the children of Edom in the day of Jerusalem. Father, we thank You for this opportunity, Lord, to come to You once again on this side of heaven uh, just to have a little talk with You. And Lord, we know by the songwriter... As he penned these words, just a little talk with Jesus, will make it right. We thank you for what we've already felt, God, and what we've already experienced here today. We thank you for those that are gathered under this tabernacle this morning to where we could preach your word and, Lord, their desire uh, to hear about a true living God. Lord, I pray that you would bless us and bless us indeed. Loose this tongue, let it go. I pray that you would anoint us. Dear God, from the top of the head to the soles of our feet, I pray that the Holy Ghost would roam these aisles. Dear God, to where we may feel and know Your presence. And dear God, we'll say and give You the glory for it and thank You for it all. In Jesus' name we do humbly ask. Amen and amen. Thank You You may be seated. Here in this scripture, Israel was in captivity in the land of Babylon. They were sitting down by the Euphrates River. Their harps hanging in silence upon the willows. I guess you've heard sometimes when another brother or sister looks toward another and say, That individual has lost their song. Right here, the nation of Israel is in Babylonian captivity and they have lost their song. Their harps hanging in the willows and were silent. They were out of place. They was out of practice and they were out of plans. Their temple had been destroyed. They were now slaves in a strange land. They wept when they remembered their past. They wept and cried remembering the past as they would remember the way they used to worship God. The way they used to work for God and how the will of God was real in their life. Their tears had filled their eyes when they remembered the power of God. And they seen it in their past. But all of a sudden they're sitting there and it seems like they're powerless. They remembered the promises of God. The plan of God. Yet their hearts were broken because that was no longer there. They were in captivity. Held There in Babylonian captivity. Their hearts were broken when they remembered their homes that were destroyed. Their hopes were dashed and heaven seemed a million miles away. I want to preach on this thought for a little while this morning with God being our helper. Weep and remember. A lot of times I believe we've become a nation that no longer weeps enough. There's some things that you can look on in our past and you can definitely say and weep about those things that no longer takes place in our land. Listen, some of the old time ways of doing things have done fell by the wayside and new things have done moved in. Not only in the church world but also in the home life and in the family life. I believe with all of my heart today uh, that America must weep uh, when she remembers when family was precious. Marriage was sacred. Amen. Oh, I remember the days uh, you wouldn't have to worry or be concerned uh, about anybody in the church house, especially uh, running off with another one's spouse. Uh, my friend, listen, it happens each and every day in the day in which we live, people that are supposed to be saved, uh, and yet they're going out uh, committing adultery and fornication uh, outside the laws of the church. Uh, listen, I weep when I remember the days that the church house was a place of faithfulness, uh, where People would be faithful to God, faithful to His house, and faithful to their spouse. It didn't matter what it was. They'd pray about it, forgive one another, and go on with their life. Today it's divorce court Listen, I'm here to tell you, I remember the days when marriage was sacred. When it was between a man and a woman, just the way God ordained it. Adam and Eve and not Adam and Steve. Can I get an amen? Amen. I believe that with all of my heart today. We ought to be a weeping as we remember when the family was precious. When the children was precious. Amen. Oh boy, I tell you what, I've seen some nine-year-olds that could probably hair-lip the devil... I've seen some real young that's out of control uh, in this world. Uh, I've seen them already with marks up and down their arms, 10 and 12 years old, uh, out on dope and drugs. Let me tell you, folks, uh, we look upon our children around here as precious children. And they are. Uh, but, my friend, there's people on the outside of the church. Uh, those are not precious children into their parents' eyes. Uh, but they're still precious in the eyes of God. Amen. But why are we going to give away all them Bible coloring books and all those Bibles? Uh, it's because that might be the only Bible them children ever get. Amen. Yeah. That's our goal to hand out a thousand pieces and we got to get on the ball. Amen. And I'm telling you what, it breaks my heart uh, when when, when we look upon what America used to be uh, and what it is today uh, when marriage was sacred, when the children were precious and they are still precious in the eyes of God. Amen. A home was a castle. A home was a place where order was. Amen. Before TV came along, when family families prayed together and read the Bible together. Back when every family member knew their position. Yeah. 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 What do you mean, preacher? I still believe that man's the head of the home. Amen. Yeah, Go ahead and say it, some of you men. But the woman's the neck that moves the head. None of you men are saying nothing. Is it true? <laughs> Some of you ladies are smiling because you know it is. Remember when uh, 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 the daddy was daddy and mama was mama, and the husband was the husband, and the wife was the wife, and the children were the children. They knew their place. Today. I can tell you of a specific family not related to our church in any way, shape, form or fashion. Uh, they are actually allowing an 11 year old girl dictate when and where they go to church. She doesn't know her position. The parents don't know their position. Back in the day, uh, my friend, when we can weep back on the days of old, uh, we can look back on it and say, uh, I wouldn't stand up to my mama and daddy and tell them if I was going to church or not. Huh? You went whether you liked it or not, And and my children, they've never rolled out of bed on Sunday. Daddy, are we going to church on Sunday? They've always knew that we went to church on Sundays and Wednesday. Amen. I thank God I was saved. My wife was saved before we got married. And before we got into church, we started out that relationship right. The children were brought up in church and they never did ask. And they sure didn't dictate what we were going to do. Amen. Uh, Sometimes, uh, I remember back some 12 years ago, you remember that little red-headed girl down yonder? She was about 8 or 9 years old, uh, and she stood up and told her mom and daddy and me standing in the presence, I'm not going to church tonight. Guess what? They didn't go to church. Folks, that's the day in which we're living in. We need to remember and we need to weep when families was precious. Back before closet doors were opened. Back when families ate together. Before TV dinners and fast foods. We need to look back when families had time for one another. I've told this young preacher right here many a times and I've told preachers of old even and I've told them and they've told me, if you don't have a family, you don't have a ministry. Right, you got to do what you can do to keep your family together. Hurdles have to be jumped, but stance have to be made. Yeah. When families had time for one another, America must weep when she remembers when families were precious. But also, we must weep and remember when freedom was praised. A time when America worked and was proud of it. Today they're getting prayed not to work. Oh, we'll pay you. Just stay at the house. I think you see where that's getting us, huh? We're now slaves to foreign markets, foreign goods, and foreign ways. A nation as mighty as America today should not have to depend on some towel head over in the Middle East for all. I'm just telling you how it ought to be. Amen. Oh, but it's so expensive. I agree. But so is our corn. And so is our wheat. And so is our barley. And so is our grain. I don't see nothing wrong with it Senate, Congress, Mr. President going to them boys and saying, okay, you want to eat? Give us some oil. Amen. Yeah. They can't live without our food. Amen. And some may say we can't live without their oil. Yeah, we can. We got plenty of it. Plenty of it reserved up and plenty of it in the ground. If people quit hugging trees and saving the whales, we'll get some of it. Amen. Amen, preacher. (laughs) When freedom was praised, freedom before church shootings, freedom before uh, uh, school shootings, freedom freedom before recreational killings and before gangs and before hijackings. Folks, I remember in the day you didn't worry about whether you locked a deadbolt or not. You didn't have to worry about if the windows were locked or not. Uh, My friend, you just didn't worry about it because you knew that every was gonna be alright. Now you can't stop at a red light in downtown, or uh, whether you're worried about somebody coming up and bumming a dollar or somebody putting a gun to your head, telling you to get out of the car, or even worse, move over. I'm taking this car. We ought to weep. That's what we've come to. That's what we've come to in the greatest nation in the world. Before credit cards, before debt. Folks, we are slaves to debt. Amen. Look at our national debt. That don't include what we owe as an individual, huh? My friend, we need to weep and we need to remember when faith was preached. Amen. I'm here to tell you, boys and girls, men and women, I'm here to tell you with all my heart, people today are getting to preach, they forget that, listen, they're afraid to preach the Word of God. I want to weep sometimes, and I have to remember, when preachers were not afraid to preach hell hot, and preach heaven sweet, my friend, they're afraid they're going to lose their job. They're afraid somebody's going to be bowing out on them. They're afraid that they're going to have Mr. Big Bucks to walk out the door and not support them no more listen let Mister big bucks walk let's preach thus saith the word of God amen the Lord is the one in control the Lord is the one in charge God is the way it all has to fall through his hands anyway if you're a child of God we talked about that in Sunday school this morning if you're a child of God it has to be through the permissive will of God that anything happens it has to go through him Job wouldn't have been uh, through all the troubles that Job went through. But God allowed it to happen to Job. He let it go through his hands and allowed the devil to attack Job. He dropped the hedges on old Job. God said, go ahead, try my servant Job. You can do anything you want to, but you're not going to kill him. (laughs) You're not going to kill him. And sometimes people wonder, why did God allow that to happen to Job? One reason, simple, to where it be printed in the precious pages of His Word, yeah. and to encourage you and I when we get in times of trouble and tribulation and trial. When we think that uh, listen, there is no end to our circumstances, but yet the Bible teaches us that His grace is sufficient for every need. Uh, and my friend, that's what I'm going to depend on today. Amen. Amen. His grace is sufficient. Back when the preacher preached against sin, when they was not afraid to preach against liquor, when they was not afraid to preach against homosexuals and unfaithfulness. Uh, folks, I'm telling you, back when churches were filled uh, and the altars were filled, where dads and moms were praying for their children. I love the story of the old preacher John R. Rice. He'd done a many a camp meeting style meetings with tents all over this nation. He was preaching one day, and, and it was back before alcohol was, illegal, was legal, and they'd done a lot of bootlegging in those days. And he would always, somehow or another, find a way to move alcohol or liquor or bootlegging into his message. Yeah. And he'd put that in his sermon, and he'd preach on it for a while. And my friend, that night when he got back to the hotel, they, somebody called him. He said, hello, in his motel room that night. He said, is this John R. Rice? He said, yes, sir. This is Preacher Rice. How can I help you? He said, well, Preacher, I'm telling you one thing and one time only. You preach on liquor one more time in this county and I will make sure that you never preach again and you will be dead. John R. Rice Oh, boy, listen to this. John R. Rice had a backbone like a saw log, like a bulldog. He raced it back like, I could just see him now, uh, raring back and saying don't you tempt me with heaven (laughs) don't you tempt me with heaven John R. Rice knew what he was preaching for. He knew what he was preaching against. And he knew that heaven was going to be his home if something happened to him in the midst of that battle. Amen. Amen. And he continued to preach until a ripe old age. And my friend, he got ushered by the angels of glory out of this world into another place where I'll be able to see him again. And you'll be able to meet him. And you'll be able to ask him some questions if you'd like. Amen. Amen. Back when Christ was honored, people served and people shared Christ. Back when the cross was our message and we'd preach the virgin birth and we'd preach about salvation. Oh, we ought to weep when we remember the faith that was preached. But we ought to weep when we remember the fellowship that was a privilege. Back in the Lord's day, back when the Lord's day was respected and honored, There's times my granny would get hot and mad. Don't you even think about cranking that lawnmower up in her yard on Uh, Sunday. (laughs) How many of y'all had mamas and grandmamas like that? Don't you even think about cranking it up. I have to pull through all the grass flying in my face on Sunday when I pull into my neighborhood. And it wouldn't be that way if they'd cut it more than twice a month. Huh? And she also said this, Damon. Well, we need to wash some clothes, but we ain't washing them today. We're going to wash them Monday. Back when the Lord's day meant something. Amen. Back when the Lord's people worshipped and worked and they witnessed. Back when the Lord's book was a guidebook book for raising families and living our lives. Back when serving the Lord. Listen to me now. If you don't listen to nothing else, I say, listen to me real good. Back when serving the Lord was more important than vacations, visiting friends, TV shows, and a job. but preacher you know the new Dallas comes on Wednesday night I know it comes on and it comes on at 9 o'clock we're done by a few minutes after 8 oh but preacher Survivor's starting up on it's on Wednesday nights too and it comes on at 8 I would say don't y'all have a VCR but nobody has them anymore they've got DVR's you record it, amen. You watch it later. Preacher, we got to watch that season finale tonight. I ain't going to be at church. <laughs> Bless your heart. Yeah. <laughs> when Jonathan took his job at Chick-fil-A, I was excited. I said, praise God, he's going to work. He ain't given me none yet. <laughs> I haven't asked for him, for it either, but... You know, one of the deals was, he ain't going to work on Wednesday nights. We got church. He ain't working any other time. He ain't working on Wednesday nights. He'll even close for you on Saturday nights, and they closed on Sunday. He comes home with his schedule this week. Uh-oh. Guess what? For the first time in two or three months, he's going to have to work Wednesday. <laughs> I had one word of advice for him. Straighten it out, or We will. Amen? Of course, his mother was a little more lenient than I was and said, you tell him that this Wednesday's okay since it's already on the schedule, but it can't happen no more. (laughs) That's mama's for you, ain't it? Amen? Listen, I'm not trying to bash you if you work for a living on Sundays. I'm not doing that. What I'm trying to say is a lot of times... People use any excuse they can not to come to the house of God. Yeah. That's true. Amen. And, boy, sometimes it's TV shows. Sometimes it's jobs. Sometimes it's visiting grandma's. Sometimes it's vacation, and I take one. Let me encourage you when you go on vacation, find yourself somewhere and worship the Lord Amen. on the yeah. Lord's day. Amen. Brother John and Diane take a six-month vacation out of the year, and they go down to Florida. I'm going to load up with them one day. And uh, but they, they they in church every time the doors open down in Florida and I thank God for that amen I thank God for that with all my heart today we need to remember when fellowship with together was a privilege we need to remember when forgiveness was practiced when family members forgave one another and when brothers forgave brothers and sisters forgave sisters when serving God was more important than holding a grudge I'm telling you what, folks, I've been in services before (laughs) and it'd be so bound up so tight in them places you know there's got to be something wrong and by the time the end of the meeting is... Preacher's done ready to resign. He's done said that was the last meeting I'm going to have here. I'm done. I'm having all kind of trouble. You couldn't feel it. I mean, you, meant, you you saying I couldn't feel it? Man, I've struggled all week long fighting with these people, fighting with the devil and everything else. What do you mean? I didn't know. I knew something was wrong. was hoping we could help them. Preacher, you ain't going to be able to help them because this side's got a grudge against that side, and that side's got a grudge against this side, and he against her, and this, that, and the other. And I said, Lord, have mercy. Why did you even have a meeting? Folks, we have great meetings around here for one reason, one reason only, and that's because we'll fall on our face before God and ask Him to protect us from the enemy, and ask Him to show up and bless, and ask Him to help us, and ask Him to just uh, 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 just show up in a special way. And we continue to bombard heaven each and every time we come to the house of God, and it's getting time. It's getting time. Oh, listen. Why do people hold grudges? That's another message for another time. But instead of getting bitter, we'll to get better. It's man. It's man. Hey, man. Instead of getting bitter, we'll to get better. Y'all ain't mad at me because I prayed for you, are you? I'm looking across. Seeing who we can point out next. Hey, Amen. <laughs> you know what my wife said? She was sitting there last night. Hannah was in the shower. She was sitting there. She said, You know what? Wouldn't be it'd be, be nice for us to have one too. She said, But I'm getting too old, ain't I, I said, Uh
1: huh.
0: <laughs> yep. And I said, I'm older than you. That young'un's 10 years old. He'll be wheeling us in a nursing home. (laughs) Don't y'all start praying for her. Y'all outnumber me. (laughs) We need to remember. And we need to weep. When we used to ponder our future, our future was pondered. Who would even be crazy enough to come up with a song to say these words? If heaven ain't a lot like Dixie, I don't want to go. I got news for you. If you don't get saved, you ain't going.
1: And it's not going to be like Dixie.
0: Our resident Yankees are saying, Praise God. (laughs) Back when we pondered and we would think amongst ourselves, Where will I spend eternity? Is heaven really going to be worth it all? Is it going to be worth you and your family going there? Is hell really a place that we don't want to go? When people used to ponder these things, let me ask you a question this morning. What will you give in exchange for your soul? Mark chapter 8. They've already traded in all these things of the past that we've talked about. What would you trade? What would you trade in exchange for your soul? Think about it like this. We're only, only here for a limited time. The Bible says we're sojourners. We're just passing through. If you're blessed like some of these brothers and sisters in here, already into their 80s, you can't tell it by looking at them, but they are. God's blessed them. Amen. Amen. You go much far past seventy. You on grace time according to the Bible. God's blessing them. You're not promised that. We're not promised tomorrow, but eternity is forever. I mean, from everlasting to everlasting. A man was asked one time, how long is eternity? And he said, well, the only way I can put it is like this. You take the world's smallest bird, you put him on the east coast, let him get one drop of water out of the Atlantic Ocean, fly all the way over to the Pacific, and drop that little drop of water in the Pacific Ocean. Let him go all the way back to the Atlantic, get another drop, take it all the way over, drop it in the Pacific. He said, when the Atlantic Ocean is empty, Eternity will be over. In other words, it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. We need to pray. We need to weep. I believe I'll take Jesus. Amen. Y'all still have that CD that y'all played or is it in the duplicator? Is it available? Put it in over there. I want to play something for an invitation on that CD. Number five. Thank you, Lord. I'll take Jesus. Amen. Amen. Listen, you, we've got something to pray about this morning. We've got family to pray about and pray for. We've got ourselves to pray about and pray for. We've got our church to pray about and pray for. We can pray for our meeting coming up. Pray for this dear evangelist sister. That God will sustain her, heal her, one way or the other. Because listen, she's got healing forever if she goes. Life forever she goes. He- healing here if she stays. Yeah. Hey, God can heal in many a ways. Amen. We got something to pray about today. I want them to play this song. But you stand. We're going to go to prayer. And then they'll play it. It's another one of those songs off of that CD I was telling you about. It touched my heart so good the other day. Father, Lord, we do come to you again, once again, on this side of heaven. Thanking you, Lord, for all that you've done for us. Thanking you for your many blessings of life. Lord, I pray in that name which is above all names, if there's one here lost and undone, God, I pray you'd save them before it's too late. Lord, I pray today, dear God, if there's one that needs family, uh, that needs prayer, dear God, I pray that come and pray. Lord, as these altars are beginning to be filled already, Lord, we encourage some of these to pray around an old rugged cross for the lost uh, that may be, uh, Lord, here or or beyond here that are on that old rugged cross over yonder. God, I pray that you would bless us. And Lord, I think we'll just take Jesus this morning. Thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we do humbly ask and pray. Amen. And amen.
1: Oh, you ought to come. And age and age of eternity, as we got plenty to pray about.
0: Now we learn from what they've done. Plenty Lord, to pray about. Oh, listen. <laughs> the world,
1: my Which one will
0: you ah, it's easy. I'll take Jesus. And I've tried those because earthly treasures, Those worldly places. They've done nothing but failed and put me behind.
1: Oh, you see the gates of
0: and you'll hear the, <laughs> <laughs> the world, my child. Which one did you take? <laughs> Which one did you take?
1: <laughs> Woo fallen. yeah!
0: Away. <laughs> greatest deeds I have done not Greatest deeds ever done, not gonna help you on that day. I think I'll just take Jesus. Yeah. Amen. He sat there in the
1: little country church. He wrote down. that song. <laughs> I watched the tears fill up the rain. Oh, listen. On his face.
0: I believe I'll stick with the old fashioned way. He said they
1: used to come from miles around and the sweetest
0: spirit. Oh, listen.
1: <laughs> lately,
0: oh, if you got a need Let's not end this service like this If you got a need, you ought to come Some of you still need to
1: come
0: Oh, God's been
1: good <laughs> Oh, listen
0: He said God's been good
1: Listen the Churches with or modern ways, and I hear tell the old time way is gone. Oh, but still, each Sunday morning, this is where
0: you'll find this me. Is where
1: you'll find
0: me. <laughs> yes, I may be alone, but I'm I may be alone, alone but, I'm still, alone, but I'm still in the fight. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs>
1: Loving God
0: hated sin. it may be out of sight may be out of sight but I think it's still
1: what's right, amen. But what's wrong with the old fashioned way
0: What's wrong with it? The way I dance another seat. Ain't a thing wrong with it, eh,
1: The sacred treasures of our past They're throwing them away Boy, I wish someone could tell me What's wrong with the old time way Amen
0: God's good, ain't He? Amen God's own precious Son His comes back.
1: He said, for years this place has been my home. And that preacher did. <laughs> Thank God I ain't got to stand by myself. I stayed here when all the rest had gone.
0: Thank you, Jesus. So now what will
1: happen to the country?
0: Amen Raymond and cara made their way to the back door I know you want to speak to them congratulate them let you know you're praying for them and you love them you're dismissed be at liberty be back tonight all right six o'clock god bless you
1: we will take our stand the decision now is me and you here's what we're gonna do we'll stand for I pray.